Hello and welcome to the Calmcast, a time to feel calm and think clearly. I'm Claire Downham, the Queen of Calm, a transformational life coach. I was a burnt out head teacher who finally made the journey to calm after years of trying and I want to prevent you from having to do the same. The Calmcast is a series of short explorations, gently guiding you back to your natural state, which is calm and clarity. Just listen like you would listen to music, with an open mind and curiosity. There's nothing else to do. Now let's relax into today's episode. So, yesterday morning, I was listening to a podcast it's the lovely re- re- <laughs> Rewilding Love. I don't know what happened to my teeth and my tongue then. Um, Rewilding Love podcast with Rahini and Angus Ross. And um, I heard Angus say, control is the master addiction. And it really landed with me. As a phrase, I think... I've been saying something around that for quite a long time. I I can see that addiction is about control. But kind of turning it around and saying control is the master addiction is um, really resonated with me. And maybe really control is the only addiction. Because it is in the perpetuation of control that we do the things that everybody would call an addiction. So if we are um, drinking wine at the end of a stressful day to try and control our feelings, then that's really that it's control trying to control our feelings the wine is just the tool isn't it and so the cigarette could be the tool or some other drug could be the tool or shouting at our family might be the tool or gambling might be the tool all sorts of things can be the tool but even actually some of those healthy and inverted commerce practices can be the tool meditation or affirmations or continual journaling getting the sense that if you don't do those things you're not going to be okay it's all part of the same addiction that control trying to control our feelings which which by the way is a completely human thing to do Human beings want to feel good. It's completely natural and normal to want to feel good. But when we misunderstand where our feelings are coming from, feeling good looks like it's something that needs to be done in the outside world. So it is that misunderstanding about where our feelings are coming from that creates that need to to do things that that then become addictive 
because somehow our brain tricks us to think that those things are helping. You know, you 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 see somebody with an addictive behaviour. Like, let's take drinking a glass of wine when we get home from work. You know, I had a lot of colleagues when I was a teacher, <laughs> when I was a head teacher, who, who would literally walk through the door of their home in the evening. And the first thing they would do before they'd said hello to anybody or cook the tea or anything would be open the, open the bottle of wine. And this is what happens, isn't it? We take the wine, we drink the wine, and we immediately feel better. We, well, we think we do. But really what's happened is we're now not thinking about the stresses of the day. We're now thinking about the taste of the wine and the glass in our hand and the, the sensation of it going into our mouths. Because there is no way that chemically wine does anything that quickly. It just doesn't work that way. Wine does not, um, you know, instantly go into your system and create a nicer feeling on the chemical front. However, as we pick up the wine and we, you know, stop thinking about the day, we think about opening the wine and pouring the wine and drinking the wine, all of that, suddenly we feel better because we're not thinking about the day and also because we've convinced ourselves that our feelings come from wine so it tricks there's a trick there and it's the same trick that happens with anything else meditation or yoga or jumping in cold water whatever else it is you might be doing to make yourself feel better and it's all coming from the same misunderstanding it is the simplest thing to, to articulate intellectually. But I think we really do have to see it. We have to see it in our life. We have to see it in real time for us to, to really get the benefits, I suppose, of understanding that our feelings fundamentally do not come from the outside world. There is nothing in the outside world that can create a feeling in you. There's nothing you can do to yourself. There's nothing you can get rid of out of your life. There is nothing that you can change. There's no person's behaviour that you can try and change. <laughs> That's often a, a, a very difficult thing to do, isn't it? <clears throat> None of those things create your feelings because the unpleasant feelings never came from the outside world in the first place so control does become extremely addictive it looks like that person that circumstance that situation has to be a certain way for us to be okay then that will become our addiction. My addiction was control. Literally trying to make other people, mostly people and circumstances, but mostly people, behave in a certain way. I worked really hard, <laughs> literally, to try and make 
other people be a certain way so that I could be okay. I'd done it for years, years before the burnout, but years and years, mostly with my ex-husband, but also with my children. Um, but then in the, the run-up to burnout, it, it ramped up because I really wanted to feel good. Um, I kind of felt post-divorce, I think I deserved that. <laughs> you know, so it became a mission. I did a lot of things practically in the outside world. I was trying to find my feeling in going out at the weekend and drinking to excess, in, um, you know, partying and salsa dancing and far too much online dating. You know, and, and, I, and I said to my fiancé this morning, um, you know, I, I tried to control the men on online dating, which is where I actually met him. And he said, what do you mean by did you? And I said, well, no, I didn't actually directly say to them, you need to behave in a certain way, but I had a lot of expectation. I wanted them to behave, reply when I wanted them to reply, say the things I would like them to say. And when they didn't, I, I that that seemed to mean a lot about me and it felt rubbish. So I did more and more online dating, ironically, <laughs> to try and find somebody who I could, who would meet my expectations, who would behave in the way I wanted them to behave. So in that run-up to burnout, I had a lot to do and a lot on my mind, all about control. While ever we think that our feelings at all ever because there is one paradigm, you can't live in both, you can't say, oh, some of these things are coming from outside of me and some of them are coming from inside, because that's even more confusing, that's really, really confusing, and I know a lot of self-development people who point people in that direction, you know, if, if it's a really bad thing, then it comes from the outside world, but if it's your email inbox, then it's definitely you're thinking about it, <laughs> It's just what's a rubbish. Can't be two things. It's one or the other. Your feelings come, do not come from the outside world. Any of the time, never ever do they come from the outside world. But while ever you believe that, controlling the outside world in, in all those different ways I've talked about is the master addiction. We become addicted to the outside world doing and controlling it in order to feel okay. And that is exhausting. It is exhausting. If you're exhausted now, I guarantee you're doing that. I've been there. I wore myself into the ground with it. Now, once you realize that a feeling is an inside indicator, it's letting you know what your state of mind is, where your thinking's gone off on one, what your perspective on something is. That's completely different because then it's about looking after you, inside you, not, not by doing something out. And it might make sense to do something. For me, it's often just take a breath and stop thinking about that ridiculous thing. But that only has come from me seeing this inside out truth. It's a truth. 
You can argue it till you're blue in the face, but it's like arguing with gravity. You will not win because gravity will literally stick two fingers up to you and carry on doing what it's doing. That's all. So open up to see this because it will change your life so that even when you're disrupted by an alarm near the end of your live broadcast, you, you can be okay. So lots of love today and I hope I hope you found that found that helpful. Thank you so much for listening. There's nothing to do now but bring some awareness to how this is working out in your life. Listen regularly to experience longer and longer periods of calm. This has been the Calmcast with Claire Downham, Queen of Calm. Take care and keep listening.